Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the last Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Football! Yeah! Uh, <laughs> Their weekly mission, to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Luke Anderson. Why is he laughing? Why is it funny? Will Darkens. That's the, that's the tackler. <laughs> Presented by Buster's Barbecue. For real deal barbecue, check out bustersbarbecue.com. The Sinner and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. Hey, welcome in hour two of the Sinner and the Saint. If you missed anything from hour one, we've got a simple solution for you. Just go to 1080thefan.com after the show. You can download the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Got to bring you your Royal Exteriors random headline. This is from Time Magazine. A Virginia team slammed a courtroom door in anger after her boyfriend was sentenced. And she was sentenced too. The Virginia pilot reports that Sonia Gaston. Sorry, I had to uh, click away an ad. had a pop up ad. I know the pause wasn't uh, perfect. But things happen. It wasn't uh, as dramatic as the pause allowed it. No, exactly. The Virginia pilot reports that Sonia Gaston went to a Virginia Beach courtroom on Wednesday to support her boyfriend in a probation violation case when the 20-year-old Tyrese Lavelle uh, Ectern uh, was sentenced to 90 days in jail. The 18-year-old Gaston slammed one of the double wooden doors when she left the courtroom. Gaston returned to the courtroom and pick, to pick up a binder that she left behind and when the circuit judge, Stephen Mahan, called her to the defense table, explained her behavior, she responded with anger. Her outburst landed her 10 days in jail herself. Nice. That's pretty fantastic. Uh, also fantastic, triple pane windows up to 60% less than double pane. Just go to Royal Exteriors LLC.com. There is a one-handed grab by a player from Minnesota dances down the sideline. I believe that is a touchdown, and they're going to take a 21-10 lead if they can get the extra point here. Minnesota looking good. They're making turnovers into points against Penn State right now. Yeah. Well, just figured I'd give you that little little update. Well, the better you today, text signs more interested in who you want to see naked. They definitely are, and P1 Dustin has a very good text, but I'm not going to read it. If you'd like to, feel free. Who's Rick Mangini? Mancini? 
don't know. Mangini. I don't know. It, maybe they meant Mark. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Mark Look Mangino. Look it up, Rick Mangini. I'm not seeing anything. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Mark Mangino earlier, right? Yeah. So maybe that's what they meant. Mangini. You know, sometimes that autocorrect. You didn't mean Mark. You meant Rick. Mancini, that guy, that guy. Sorry, I meant Rick Schroeder. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I see Rick Schroeder naked? Rick Schroeder or Rick Astley naked? Ooh. I don't want to choose. I'm making you choose. You'll take both? Or Rick Springfield. Oh. God. <laughs> People from the 80s. No, which, thank you. Which Rick from the 80s would you rather see naked? Uh, Rick Torn. Rip Torn? Rip Torn. I think it's Rip Torn. I don't think it's Rick Torn. I'm pretty sure it's Rick Torn. <laughs> That's a different different guy than the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, it's well, his full name's Rick. Uh, I don't think it is. Rip. I'm looking on... I'm looking on Wikipedia. Rip Torn or it's Rip Rick Hamilton? Rip Torn Jr. Is it really? Yeah. Well, there you go. How about that? Wikipedia coming through. It's actually Elmore Rawl. Yeah. There you go. That's kind of what I figured. Um, all right. Ohio State may be without the ser- services of Chase Young. So are you caught up on all the details of this story, Will? It is fascinating. Uh, yeah. I-, I think it's more of one of those things where you just have to... I, I think it's kind of a last straw in terms of the NCAA. Yeah, so here's what happened for anybody that's not familiar with the story. So Chase Young is the best player in college football or close to it. He's going to be a top one-two pick. He's yeah. another pass rusher in the line of Ohio State great pass rushers. P.S. Uh, I think there's an overreaction to that statement just because of this story, but that's something aside. What? I think because of the fact this story's happening, everybody's putting him up as the best college football well, player. He's in the gonna country. be he's gonna be a top five pick in the He'll be NFL a top draft. five pick, but people are calling him the best player in the that's not true at all. Okay. He's not. He's very good. Okay. I j- there's never been a defensive <laughs> player who is the best, best player in college football. It just it's not no. You, you can it doesn't af- work yes, that way. A great player on the offensive side can affect the game a lot more, especially at the quarterback position. I see what you're saying. But as far as NFL prospects goes, there's no question that he's up there. So that being said, so what he did was last year going to the Rose Bowl, he borrowed $5,000 to send his girlfriend on the trip. Why couldn't she just borrow the money? Wouldn't that have solved all of this? He borrowed the money from a family friend. He's reported to have paid that money back. Now uh, reports are saying that he's expected to get a four-game suspension. It starts today against Maryland. Probably won't be a big deal. Ohio State has filed an appeal He'll probably miss next week's game, which could be a big deal because they're playing Rutgers. Maybe not. After that, they play Penn State, who's currently undefeated but trailing to Minnesota. And then after that, they play Michigan. So if the, he does end up missing all four of those games. He misses Penn State, which is a game of two playoff teams right now. And then, of course, the big rivalry game against Michigan. That could be a big deal. It shouldn't matter this week. shouldn't matter next week. If they win the appeal, you'll have him back. Okay. If I was Chase Young at this point, I just wouldn't play. There's no point. Just go to the NFL? Yeah, there's no point at all. In fact, if I was Chase Young, I think this is all the sign that you need right now that the NCAA and college football has turned into garbage. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, the, the family friend has no affiliation with agents or college football, right? I, I've I've heard different things because people are trying to dig up all the dirt on this. So uh-huh. it, some people right. say that he might have ties to it. But, again, it's... Dude, it's five grand. Yeah, isn't this the thing that, like, 
they just passed a law with, right? So this is the thing in California where you can make money off your likeness, and couldn't you yep. conceivably yep. say, hey, somebody likes my likeness enough, they gave me five grand to fly my girlfriend out. By the way, he has no affiliation with college football administration or with agencies. Does it cost five grand to fly from Columbus, Ohio? Uh, to you got to factor in travel. California? That's what I'm saying. Well, I oh, I'm sorry. Like lodging and everything else. Yeah, Probably walking good. around money, I guess. It's a pretty nice trip. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. I, I guess what I'm saying is if I'm Chase Young, I am talking as much S as possible and throwing middle fingers up to the NCA and saying, yep. go ahead, do it. Yeah. Oh, you want to suspend me the whole year? Go ahead. Sweet. I was I gonna gonna if, if we didn't make college football playoff, I was going to sit out anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. I really don't care. I'm going to go make millions yeah. of dollars in the NFL. Oh, P.S. I'm going to work as hard as I can in this offseason trying to convince recruits to all go to California. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Like this to me is the last straw of the NCAA where it's, it's their last hope of gaining any control that they can before what 2021 when this all goes into effect. Well, yeah, because I mean, once 2021 happens, this kind of stuff will like it will not fly for them to try to point the finger at. Yeah, and the other story that's happening this week is Memphis basketball. Penny Hardaway apparently in 2017 paid to get his star player for his AAU team out to Memphis so he could live there. Now. Memphis is uh, the home or the head coach for Memphis is now Penny Hardaway. And that player, his star is out there uh, and they're saying that he's going to be ineligible. Of course, he played last night, which could have all kinds of ramifications because they could vacate Memphis wins. But it does. It feels like the NCAA is just grasping at straws to have their influence and their authority, uh, you know, have one last kick. Because look at the college basketball thing. The crazy thing to me is you know, that FBI investigation. Who lost their job? Patino? The it? FBI investigation, I can understand a little bit more. Yeah, but nothing, not, there's no there's no major firings or coaches. A couple assistant coaches got popped, yeah. and Patino, who had a whole stack of violations, finally got let go from Louisville. But there hasn't been a the, the big crashing down of college basketball that we expected to see. Again, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think really because it was like a too big to fail thing to be quite <laughs> kind honest. of, but yeah. d- d- is anybody is anybody surprised that a star football player for Ohio State was able to find five thousand dollars to make sure his girlfriend got to go watch him play a football game? No, I mean they shouldn't be at all. And uh, again, uh, to me, this just speaks to the NCAA not getting it because the more that they fight back against this, the more that you'll start to see players take on the idea that none of this really matters. Like, at all. Like, you're just going to see players basically do anything that they want to do in terms of just getting money. Yeah. Like, right now. Yeah. They don't care. That's why California did it, because they know that players are just going to start thinking about money, and that's it. The more the NCAA tries to fight back about this, the more players will just start to say, well, all I'm doing it for is money then. Yeah. Like, wasn't that the whole thing with Jadavian Clowney, too? Sure. Like, he was just so tired of all of it that he said, oh, screw it. I might even just sit out my last season. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey yeah. sitting out of their bowl There's no games. Point. Yeah, you you're going to have me go play in a bowl game that nobody's going to go to, and you're going to make money off of it. Middle finger, dude. I'm going to the league. Yeah. Screw off. And they should. Uh, yeah, I, I just, to me, this makes the NCAA so awful to the point that I root for leagues like the XFL. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, mean, you do because option, yeah. this is just so stupid that you have to come to a guy who, by the way, probably doesn't have a lot of money in the first place and is doing something for a really good reason, right? He has a girlfriend, somebody yeah. who's important in his life, who he wants to see uh, play, and it's for travel. Yeah. That's it. Is this dude selling drugs? 
Yeah, but is you he know getting what? five he grand off if, of weed? Okay, it, throw his ass out. Here's here's the problem though. How can he focus on football and school, oh, student yeah. athlete, and have a girlfriend? I God. mean, she, he's making a mockery of yeah. amateurism. Yeah, which is the stupidest thing. It. <clears throat> it's just great because uh, you know we have no Heisman winner in 06. Yeah, that's right. None, right? That's right. None at all. Oh, by the way, just forget about all those highlights of Reggie Bush. Wait, oh, does OJ still have his Heisman? Yeah, he does actually. That's the other thing with the whole uh, Reggie Bush vacated Heisman and vacated wins thing. To the NCAA, the greatest advertising tool you had in the 2000s no longer exists because you told people it didn't. Yeah, well, and and what if, if Reggie Bush didn't happen in the 2000s, college football wouldn't be what it is today. And what's Reggie Bush's job right now? Commentator. Fox. For, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, exactly. It's a awesome, <laughs> massive middle finger, and I, I just can't wait for something awful to happen to the NCAA where these players just do max exodus, and they all go, screw it. I don't even want to go to school. There's yeah. no point. Yeah. I mean, what, I'll get signed for a contract in the XFL that's over $100,000, and if I can start with that and invest it you know, wisely, I'll just go back to school later. Well, we're talking about it with, with the television contracts right now that used to be a monopoly. The, te- the network stations had all of the college football games. Now it's gone to cable. Now you're getting streaming games. It's going to change things dramatically. And you give college football players another option. They're the only ones that don't have another league that they can go play in. Baseball has it. You can go play overseas for basketball. If football gets an option, uh, you might see dominoes fall. It could be interesting. Certainly something worth watching as we move forward, um, as we move forward, we should talk NBA. Some interesting storylines in the early uh, season for the association. So we'll uh, we'll go there next. Damian Lillard, big, big game last night, but they lost. We'll talk about that and where it ranks historically as far as uh, performances. Worms are suddenly breeding in people's eyes, and scientists are baffled. A parasitic worm that was thought to only infect cows has started to infect humans, mating in their eyes. Scientists are baffled as to why the worm is suddenly causing the disease in human and warns that this could be an emerging trend. So I got worms having sex in my eye? That's what they're saying. It's uh, coming It's coming to a theater near you. Sounds like a hoot. Okay, would you rather... Have worms having sex in your eye for a year or vape every day for a year? Ooh. Um, and you you got to vape. I think I'd look pretty cool vaping. We had a guy that used to vape all the time uh, here in the office. He was pretty cool. I think I can get behind the vaping. I'll go vaping versus, uh, you know, parasitic worms humping in my eyeball. If you started vaping... Oh, my God. Wouldn't I be so cool? I think, really, your personality would change. Do you think I could hang out with, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and some of the famous vapors? He vapes? Yeah, totally vapes, dude. Oh, he He's a vape bro. Oh, pull it up. Where did you hear that? Leo DiCaprio vape bro. And you know what? I think Leonardo da Vinci would have vaped, too. That random headline uh, about the worms having sex in your eyes brought to you by Royal Exteriors. Triple pane windows for up to 60% less than double pane online at royalexteriorsllc.com. Last night, Damian Lillard. It's kind of weird that he vapes. But he totally vapes, doesn't he? I'll bet you I could be friends with him if I vaped. If I had to be friends with Leo, or had to vape to be friends with Leonardo DiCaprio, I would totally do it. But like, it's weird that he vapes Wouldn't considering you? that he's like so into 
like the earth. change and yeah but do you think vaping is killing the climate oh that'd be a wicked tie well i i think it's more about like if you care that much about the environment you probably have more self-awareness than to understand that people are dying yeah but but here's the thing people are dying because they're buying the uh you know back alley uh weed vapes that are laced with uh you know uh deadly chemicals the vape companies are fine. The jewels and the whoever's, they're not killing anybody. They're just feeding you nicotine straight to your uh, lungs. Do you have like a vape client or something? What? Why are you being a vape sympathizer? <laughs> because you're being a vape hater. Don't hate Don't hate on my vape. You offered me worms having sex in my eyeball versus vaping. Okay, one you could die. The other one is worms you're just getting having some action sex in your, in your eye. eye. You're just getting action in your eye. Dude, That's what these, she said. These death claims are are uh, a little bit uh, blown out of proportion. Last night, Damian Lillard scored 60. D'Angelo Russell scored 52. It was the second time in the history of the NBA that there have been two players scoring 50 points in losing efforts. The last time this happened, do you care to guess? Ooh, it's probably involving James Harden. It is not. Damn. April 9th, 1978, David Thompson scored 73 and George Gerving scored 63 in the last day of the season, and they were battling for the scoring titles. They just went out and said wins and losses be damned, just tried to score as many points as they can, put up 73 and 63. That is awesome. Last night, not so awesome for the Blazers. Yeah, it's not so awesome, and it also kind of uh... – I guess that's why I mentioned James Harden because it suggests a really bad trend, which yeah, is that yeah. if you have one dude that's scoring a lot, more likely than not, you're barely winning or you're losing. CJ McCollum looks terrible, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just kind of all look bad. They just no, look no, like a bad team. Right not there. Dame. They they are a bad team right now. Yeah. I mean, that's four straight losses. Uh, I know that they're starting, you know, with what? 18 of 20 or whatever on the road, uh, but they're losing home games too. I mean, they had a big lead against Philadelphia who's playing uh, without Joel Embiid and they kind of blew that and lost that game. And then they lose to the Nets at home last night. So I don't think the season is starting the way that you want to, if you're Blazers. No. And I think it's now starting to get, you know, I asked this on the fans uh, Facebook page. I think after the you have Clippers. access to the Facebook page. Yeah. Cool. The fans Clipper loss yeah i think after that i asked where's your panic meter where are you on a one to ten everybody goes zero it's the start of the season did you ask the same question after last night well no now i'm like well you've lost four straight games and you're about to go into a month where you go on a six game road trip Uh uh-huh you might want to start panicking really though panic might be a little bit much the problem is you're expecting to be one of those teams that will be contending to fill the void that Golden State has left uh, as a ch- title contender in the West, right? Golden State has been so good that it feels like it's them and then everybody else. Well, that is gone, but it really does feel like you're not in the same league with the two Los Angeles teams and maybe uh, a team that's playing for a playoff spot when it comes down to April and May with the injuries, the way they're piling up. You're not going to get Nurk back till probably February. It sounds like March for Zach Collins. If you get him back at all, it's see, I'm not not even looking at it comparatively because you're framing this as like, Hey, golden state's down. Now's our chance that I'm framing this as literally like I'm looking at this basketball team and I'm just objectively going, 
wow, they're kind of bad. Yes. Like, it's not like, oh, well, compared to this team and like, oh, they'll still get into the playoffs if they do this. And like, oh, well, they're an eight seed. No, dude, just watch the games. <laughs> they're not good. Yeah. Like, they're just a bad team. Mario Hazonia looks lost. Hassan Whiteside kind of. Yeah, but Anthony Tolliver, huh? He's uh, he's there. The only bright spot that you really have is um, what's his face off the bench, the IMG kid, <laughs> Ant, Anthony Simons. Yeah, Simons looks good. Yeah, Simons looks like if you develop him enough, um, you know, something might happen. The the small minutes Nasir Little got were kind of interesting. He looked like more of an effort guy than anything else. Yeah. Uh, which is a little bit depressing because you drafted him so high, kind of hoping that he'd be immediate impact player and he's not. Yeah. I, I just think that there's not enough people looking at this team non-comparatively, just looking at it from an objective standpoint and going, okay, is this team good or bad? In, and I think if it, you ask that question, the answer more times than not will be, this team is bad. Yeah, but you have a superstar. Damian Lillard is a superstar. He tried to do everything himself, scored 60 last night. That is a Blazers franchise record. But there hasn't been an impact rookie since Damian Lillard in the Terry Stotts era. He hasn't really played rookies much. Even Zach Collins, who's supposed to be, you know, a a draft pick, you know, to be a uh, pillar of this team for a long time wasn't used hardly at all as a rookie. So I don't expect much from Nasir Little, but he is a guy that they developed. And Amphrey Simons is another guy you just mentioned. As good as he was in that final game of the year, that was the only time he got real minutes all of last year. So that it is a long season. It is early. Dude, they're my, not my worry, good. I understand that, but my worry meter is not at a 10 yet. It's not at a zero either, though. Okay, put it this way. You remember the Lakers last year? No, I don't. Were they? Did they? Did they do anything last year? Because I remember LeBron might, played for him for a little bit and then disappeared. That and all of those be, guys are gone. That might be what happens to this team. Is Dame misses you the second forget half about of the year. him? No, yeah. you just forget about him because that's really what it's looking like right now. Is that you have one player who is trying to hold the ship, yep. trying to keep everything together. Damian Lillard has had maybe two or three games in this last stretch where he plays like crap in the first half, and is really not even playing like crap. He's just feeling the game out, yep. trying to get a chemistry going with the other four guys on the court, and then when the second half comes around, he goes, all right, just give me the ball. Just give me the ball, I'll score. I'll try to win this game myself. That's what the Lakers were last year. Damian LeBron trying to get everybody involved, and then he goes, wow, everyone sucks. Just give me the ball. Let's try to win this game. Damian Lillard talked about that in an interview preseason. I can't remember. I wish I could source it for you and tell you where I heard this. But he was talking about how early in the season, the first 20 games or so, he wants to play more off the ball. And that's kind of a mode of feeling out the game. It's something that they're doing intentionally. It's not load management necessarily, but somebody else needs to step up. And C.J. McCollum, we know, has the ability to do it. Uh, I don't know what's going on right now, but he looks terrible. It's too early in the season to be at full panic mode. I'm at maybe a two. How about you? What's your number? Mellow. Call it mellow. Is that what you need? Did Did you hear Tracy McGrady on the jump? No. I don't the jump. Ugh. Jump's a pretty good show. All right. Yeah. Let's trade for mellow. All right. Let's go get trade for him. He's he yeah. on, is he on a team? Or whatever. Go sign him. Yeah, they said. <laughs> Get mellow. Yeah, you know he what? goes, get mellow. It's immediate scoring off the bench. Let I, me ask you a question. You want you want uh, Carmelo Anthony or Anthony Tolliver? Anybody else. I don't care. Anthony I seriously Tolliver? don't care. Yeah, give me Anthony Tolliver. Mario Hazonia. Carmelo, yeah, give me Hazonia. There you go. Carmelo we Anthony. just made Anthony Tolliver and uh, Mario Hazonia look good. You're welcome. Look good? Dude, what were the last teams Compared and to what was happening yeah, when hey. Carmelo Anthony was on there? 
I, I mean, it's not really yeah. a question of like his talent because I think Carmelo Anthony probably is still talented. It's a question of what happens when he goes on a team. They start losing like yeah. a lot, like really dramatic. Like, like if you look at like a line graph, like it's like, oh, this is us without uh, Mello. And then like you get Mello and then it's just a south turn. Just is there anything worse than college basketball, though? Is there anything worse than college basketball? Than college basketball. Well, I don't know. Final four is all right. <laughs> We're a long way. March is final. interesting for an hour. And yeah. then everybody's oh, team okay. loses and you lose interest. Is there anything worse than November college basketball? Ooh. I don't know. With Memphis now, man. Here's kind of interesting. We'll get you some early stats on college basketball next. Uh, it, things don't look great. But we'll share it with you anyways. Just for fun. Uh, we'll do that next. Center and Saint uh, first. Here is Will Darkens with your scoreboard update. Okay, this was supposed to be Midnight Rambler by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the I was looking at the cut range that you have that in. And I was like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> I swear to you, this is supposed to be Midnight it. Rambler. Yeah, I know, but it's not in our normal music uh, range. So that. I just, I don't know why somebody would mix up that song with this. What is this song? I don't know. Let's Shazam it. What in the world is going on? Bust out my Shazam. I don't my monitor. It sounded like two dudes going at it at the beginning. It sounded like something. But uh, yeah, you stick to our music catalog. Wait for lyrics to kick in. I don't think they're going to. That's too bad. I'm going to put this on my soundtrack. Let's figure out what it is. We'll uh, play around with uh, Shazam afterwards. If you recognize the song 55305, it's a better unit of text line. Let, it know, let us know what it is. Maybe this is just an extended version of Midnight Rambler. Man caught faking a workplace fall ordered to pay restitution. A 58-year-old independent contractor had thrown ice on the floor of a cafeteria, then placed himself on the floor, waiting for someone to notice so he could file a fake insurance claim. Alexander Goldinski, Goldinski, uh, what's that? Pumpkin. Pumpkin uh, was caught on surveillance uh, video faking a workplace accident, was sentenced Monday to probation, community service, and ordered to pay restitution. Go and watch a video of this guy faking it because it is awesome. And this uh, random headline brought to you by our friends at Royal Exteriors. Triple pane windows for up to 60% less than double pane. How do they do that? I don't know. You'll have to go to royalexteriorsllc.com to find out. All right. And what? You're laughing. You're laughing. Why are you laughing? I just, how, how does anybody fix this up? This song. Oh, you still like this song? <laughs> we may not have to get to any of the college basketball. Well, I, just, I mean, this is ridiculous. Oh, my God. And the soundtrack to watching the guy do the fake fall because it's kind of on a loop Is it really? to this music. It's pretty good. It's pretty fantastic, yeah. Uh, all right, a couple of quick things from the early season of college basketball that are worth uh, noting here. Utah set a D1 record for the largest margin of victory. They won by guess how many points? Uh, oh, I saw that. What was it, like 80 or something? <laughs> 94 points. 94 points over a Division I school. The Utah uh, Utes ran all over Mississippi Valley State and won 143-49 to on Friday. Holy cow. Yeah. 
Elsewhere, Cole Anthony, the son of uh, former Blazer and uh, running Rebels guard uh, Greg Anthony, scored four, 34 in his de- debut against uh, uh, the Irish, uh, beating uh, Notre Dame. Uh, that is the best debut since Rashad McCants uh, did. How many points did he have? I guess it doesn't matter. But the 34 points, the reason that's of note, that's how many points Syracuse scored in a game against Virginia. One kid scores 34, one team scores 34. So Virginia, your defending NCAA champions in college basketball, won 48 to 34. Utah won 143 to 49. Mississippi Valley State scored enough points to beat Virginia, but lost by 94 to Utah. What to watch is next right here, Center and Sink on 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080, The Fan. I'm going to read a text. Uh, Well, it's an awesome song, and I didn't listen uh, to a word of Luke's story, something about Utah and 94 points. Didn't get a chance to shazam it. What is it? Well, some of the textures did have a chance, and it is a song called Tour de France by German electronica band Kraftwerks. It's a sweet song. Uh, oh, yeah, and we will be building that into uh, one of the opens. Uh, we might have to redo this open for what to watch with Kraftworks. Yeah, good especially way. the beginning. That's what I'm saying. And that is, uh, the, those sounds are not uh, men having sex with each other. Those are cyclists. Hence Tour de France. Are you sure? That's what it says in the Wikipedia by, uh, description of the song. Yeah. Let me just tell you something. I've heard a lot of men doing it. And that sounds like men doing it. Uh, I bet you have. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the other thing that I want to talk about. We talked a ton of college football in uh, hour one. So if you want to go back and listen, uh, Let's Watch Tires podcast, uh, you can find that on 1080thefan.com or radio.com app if you've got that. But uh, one thing we didn't want to talk about, uh, what are you watching for on Monday night? There is a huge matchup between the undefeated San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, what are you watching for in that game? I'm watching to see if Jimmy G's for real because this is going to be really his, uh, what I should say, well, 
I guess it is his first defensive test. I was going to say his second, but for the most part, Jimmy G hasn't been challenged too much on the um, defensive side of the ball. Yeah, so the... I mean, really, he's been kind of covered by the fact that he's played weak defenses and the running game is so strong. But, I mean, for the most part, Seattle... You got Clowney on the edge. Mm -hmm. I want to see how that's going to work out. The Seattle defense doesn't look great, but the uh, Seahawks offense has been good enough to to win them some close games. Uh, Russell Wilson playing out of his mind. He gets a new target that is worth watching. He has Josh Gordon. So Josh Gordon expected to play on Monday night. Uh, so the vaunted San Francisco 49ers defense and pass rush. I want to see how Russell Wilson handles that and if he can get his new target involved. Tyler Lockett is unbelievable. DK Metcalf is an absolute beast. Have there ever been two receivers on a team look more different and dominate in two different ways than those two guys? Because you've got an absolute beast in DK Metcalf. And I don't know how Tyler Lockett keeps catching everything that he catches. Seems like he's always covered. He's tiny, but he just finds a way to make big plays. Well, let me also say, have we ever seen a team with two dudes that look like they came out of a machine more than <laughs> DK Metcalf and Josh Gordon? Yeah, yeah, that's Josh Gordon is a sculpture. Yes, he is. And he's such a such a freak athlete. And I just wonder how they're going to work him in into that passing game. And Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson has been money this year. Just one pick, 22 touchdowns. Uh, now you have finally the first time since the Jim Harbaugh era you have the 49ers and the Seahawks meeting with uh, with winning records. Oh. And do you know when the next matchup is between these two teams? No. So they'll meet in San Francisco on Monday night. The final regular season game is between the Seahawks and 49ers. So this and in my household, my wife's a 49ers fan, so it makes things a lot more interesting. But we'll definitely uh, be watching closely to see what happens. But I think it's great. When they switch to all of the uh, division matchups at the end of the year, this is the reason that they did it. So hopefully... Uh, whatever happens Monday, both teams keep rolling because it, it, the football is more fun when the 49ers and the Seahawks hate each other and are both good. Are the 49ers a better version of the 2015 Broncos? Oh, you know what? I don't think so because that team had a really good defense, but they were Peyton Manning was setting records. No, no, no. This is the team that beat Carolina, not the team that lost to the Seahawks. That was. Oh, that was 2013. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Um, no, because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than that version of Peyton Manning. Again, are they a better version of that Broncos team? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. They're, They're starting so, to feel like that Broncos the two, team. The two teams that have had the easiest schedules to this point on the whatever it is, NFL power ranking, uh, schedule power rankings, the NFL power rankings, they but, don't mean anything. Well, and it's funny, too, because you look at strength of schedule, and if you win all your games, don't the teams that you play automatically have more losses? So you win eight, you win eight games against your opponents, you're going to have worse records. But coming into this week, the Patriots and the 49ers have the two easiest schedules to this point in the season. So it's going to get harder starting with tonight's game, but Seattle's schedule is pretty daunting as well moving forward so this is a big important game for both teams um but well if you look at the defenses the niners have played really the yeah. bucks Bengals, steelers yep. browns rams but rams them. Yeah. skins they won nine to zero but that was the rain game yep um and then that that anomaly man that blowout of the panthers was something else yeah yeah I, that's kind of a weird spot because the fact that the panthers besides that game look really really good when was there a Monday night game that was this good, though? Credit to... Last credit, year, Rams-Chiefs. 
That's right. Credit, to, but this year there certainly hasn't been one. No, what no, I was thinking. No. Credit to the NFL for getting it right in back-to-back weeks with their primetime games. Though you have uh, the New England um, Ravens game, and then you get the Niners and Seahawks. I'm so. not gonna lie though, dude. I wish this game was Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Yeah. Monday yeah, night football is such garbage. I know. It's I so know, bad. But... I was reading a. Um, maybe I mentioned this to you last week. I was reading the AV Club article where they literally just broke down why. Monday Night Football was like a not quality production. Send me that article. Yeah. You did not bring this up last week. That's, okay. Yeah. I and they like go into that. some very good points other than just people being like, oh, booger, booger sucks. Booger sucks. Or, yeah. yeah. Like they make very specific points about it. stuff that like I kind of forgot about in terms of like producing TV that you learn when you first get into it, but you forget about the little nuances of like yeah. being able to carry a segment over or hey, maybe mentioning something that you said was super important five minutes ago like just the formatics of yeah, broadcasting like, again they're really 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 sloppy was it monday night football that put the yellow down and distance marker and had to have it changed at the beginning of the year because everybody thought there was a flag on every play and it's really Which, weird because this happened like also five years ago i thought so too and the same thing people were like quit it we don't like that we think yeah. there's penalties yeah yellow means something different in football you dummies yeah I, the problem with Monday Night Football, in my opinion, is that you, you're you trying to glorify something that a whole generation of people don't care about anymore. That's very true. There's like, a very and, strong element of And that. in fact, I don't think people even glorify Sunday Night Football that much. They just like it. I wonder if Monday Night Football would have continued the run that it was on, it stayed on ABC. Because it, it had a good start on ESPN, Gruden was good or whatever. So it's not like it's always... Gruden and Tarico were good. Yeah, it's not like it's always been terrible. But there's something about when it switched over to ESPN, I think it lost a little bit of the shine, and this is just another step in the wrong direction. Yeah. What to Watch is brought to you by our friends at Encore Audio Video. It's time to upgrade your TV, so just go there. Check out all the really cool stuff they have. Their showroom is awesome. It's at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. EncoreAudioVideo.com as well. You remember when Tony Kornheiser was on it? Yeah. Uh, Dennis Miller had a little run on there, too. Yeah. They've had, they've had a weird... They've I, I think Rudin and Tarico were their best, like... In the, uh, in the ESPN era. Yeah. Sure. It yeah. just, it, it worked, it fit. And Mike Trico is such an awesome play-by-play guy. You know what Sunday Night Football has done and took from Monday Night Football that made them so great back in the day is the recap. The, uh, football Night in America is a wonderful production. Awesome. And it's a great way to show. catch up. And Monday Night Football does not have the same ability to do that because of, partly because of the timing of everything. But they used to be, it used to be your highlight show uh, before Monday Night Football. That was a big element of it. Well, and you kind of get one. And actually, the highlight of their, you know, I'm using air quotes, pregame show is Steve Young. Dude, I love Steve Young as an analyst. Yeah, but it's it used to be that was the only time you could get it on national television. But like I said, Sunday Night Football uh, does a much better job than ESPN, who unfortunately used to run Sports Center, but now kind of stinks. So that's it. That's our show. No ducks today, but big game between Alabama and LSU changes up a lot of things. We'll see if Minnesota can hang on, but we're done. Bye bye.
Christ. Juice. 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 Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.